Hey guys, it's Tim Shorts of Gothridge Manor. Doing a lunchtime podcast. Probably be in different parts. This will be the first part. A few uh, weeks ago, Joe the lawyer asked me about my gaming group. And I thought I would start off with a little gaming history, I guess. Hopefully I don't bore you too much. But I know not everybody's as old as I am out there. And, or as young, depending on who I'm talking to. But I thought I'd start off at the beginning where I started and how the gaming groups formed and and worked my way up. Now, I started playing, playing back in 1979. I uh, came over to my friend Dwayne's and he said that he had this cool game that he wanted to try to play. But he didn't know, he wasn't sure how to play it, so I came on over and it was... Uh, I believe it was B2, and he was trying to figure out how to play it. Well, we didn't have any of the rule books. We just sort of had the adventure, and we tried to figure it out from there. So we kind of came up with our, we, we didn't have any dice, so we raided the Yahtzee dice, and we kind of came up with our, our quick system where if you rolled a one, you got a kill or were killed. And if you rolled a six, you got a wound and you could have two wounds. So two, two wounds would kill you. So, uh, that's how we started playing. And we really didn't do much with the characters that we rolled up the characters or we picked characters in the back. I can't remember. I think we started with picking characters, uh, in the, in the back of the book. Cause I think they have a roster, they had a roster back there that you could choose from. And then now, I don't know how this came about, but somehow we ended up getting a, I think this came later though. We, we ended up getting, using the charisma and followers because it was such a deadly game and none of the players lived very long, our characters lived very long. So we would use our charisma and that's how many followers you got, plus you rolled a D6. So it was charisma plus D6. So if you had a 10 charisma, roll D6, get a three, you got 13 followers. So you'd list your followers. Didn't make any different. We we would name them different things like swordsman, archer, fire beetle. I know blink dogs are another one, but it's not like that. Any of that helped. It was just another cannon fodder to be in front of your character, so it didn't die. So that so if there was a one to be rolled against, it could be rolled against your blink dog or something like that. So basically, you'd run into the dungeon. You would. Uh, throw your your henchmen in, in front of you and then you would keep doing that until you ran out of them and then you'd leave and that's kind of how we started playing which is about as <laughs> kind of brutal as you can get it was fun though we had a good time i mean it got it is we got us addicted to the freaking game we're still playing it the one my one friend Dwayne, we still play on monday nights together so i mean we've been what is it 79 we're going into 2019 we're, we're, you know, going on 39 years, uh, we're going into our 40th year playing. So that's, I haven't done anything for 40 years except breathe. So that's a pretty impressive record. Uh, and when, when we got into, cause this is back when I was still in junior high and there were groups, small groups of us popping up. Not very many. I mean, I think our class was probably around 450 people and probably mm, 
10 to 15 of us, give or take, played Dungeons and Dragons and did it, you know, openly. We didn't hide the fact that we did. There may, there's a few closet players here and there. But it was an interesting mix because I was pretty much the only one of the group that was like a, a big guy or athletic. I was on the football team and, you know, pretty decent athlete and, and that. And those guys were, the rest of the guys were, you know, you're, what you would think of as like, well, but it was before computers, really, before home computers. Uh, but they were like your little nerds that were playing and, you know, I enjoyed having, you know, time with them because I never really fell into any category when I was in high school, pretty much stayed by myself anyhow. But I ended up defending those guys quite a bit during, uh, just general, general assholery is about the best way I can describe it. Just folks getting nasty with them because they, they pick on them because they played a game. And, and luckily I was big enough at the time I could tell them to, you know, back off and, you know, don't be an ass. The really interesting thing was like when I got into high school, what ended up happening is I was still playing football, was all state football player at one point, and, and the football players would come to me in secret during like a, a study hall and asked me to teach them how to play Dungeons and Dragons. They just didn't want anybody to know that they they were interested in what it was. And basically, yeah, I'll, I'll teach it, but you can't be a jerk to so and so, you know, because they're sometimes they would target one of the guys that I pl played with and and just be jerks. And I would basically he's like, yeah, I'll teach you as long as you're not a jerk to them, and I won't punch you, and you don't have to punch them. So it was a mutual agreement. Worked out pretty good actually. Uh, and it was kind of interesting how the groups worked within the junior high because despite us being such a small population we still ended up breaking in our own little factions and then there was like a little competition of who is better at D&D &D. <laughs> it's it's a very funny concept now that you think of it but there was it was a competitive thing and that was back when and I'm sure everybody went through this phase Everybody was building God characters or, you know, oh, I get a million experience points because I, every time I, I, I had a sword, I think if I hit, whatever I killed, I got a million experience points for. And I, and I didn't make that, I didn't, I did not make that uh, magic item. It, I found it in a dungeon. It gave me like a million strength or something. And, uh, and every time I hit something, I got a million experience points, something ridiculous like that. But, I mean, we all went through those phases. So, like, my friend countered it with, well, I have a million charisma. He didn't justify how he had the million charisma, but it was kind of fun. So, any weapon refused to hit him. <laughs> so, so, there you go. So, you had your, you had your um, game balance going into play right there. So, uh, it's funny to think about. I haven't thought about that in years. But then when you get, you know, break up into our groups and play and we had you know i had my group that i played with and we'd always go we try to sneak in the stuff during study hall but it's really hard to play D D in study hall because this is back when it was the satanic panic and some of the teachers were completely cool about it they actually liked dungeons and dragons they thought it was a good thing because it got people reading got me reading uh it got us to use our imagination um 
they just they didn't buy into the whole bullshit thing. And some of the teachers were very against it. And it didn't help that like the cover of the books uh, at the time I had like the the Dun Dungeon Master's Guide had that a Freddy on the um, cover hoisting up a naked girl or whatever. What I used to do, <laughs> what I used to do at school is I used to you know we had to keep cover our books with paper bags back then to protect them, and so I just did that to my my gaming books, and then I would put like science or math. On. I tried to match them up with the, the, the books that I really use. Well, the DMJ I could get away with, but the player's handbook and the monster manual were a lot thinner than most of my classroom books, so I had to kind of just put like workbook or something generic on there. So when I was carrying them around, teachers weren't suspicious about the contraband that I had. And then I had my dice too, so you had to kind of keep that hidden in your pocket and those were things back then dice were like gold because there it was very difficult to find actual D, D dice back in the day it wasn't like today where you know you can fall over anywhere and, and buy dice i mean you can and, and but back then it was from, from where i lived only one place carried them and then they, they would only get like one set of dice every couple months so you had to i got lucky the one time because I was one of the first guys to get real, real dice, and the lady said, uh, the lady that I bought them from, she goes, oh, you got your good timing, and I go, why? She goes, well, there's been a bunch of people waiting for them those dice, and I didn't think anything of it, because I thought, well, they were there, I grabbed them, okay, but then it was like months afterwards, all these other guys that I played with didn't have dice, so they were using mine um, at the time, and um, I didn't realize how special they had become so then we move on from there and then like i said we we had our different factions but we kind of started playing together you know friendships change and and our group grew a little bit because i think when we, we first started playing i think we had like four or five people that would play and it doubled i think by the time we hit high school it was uh interesting mix of folks now, I still only, from high school, there's only two guys. I think out of those eight guys, there's, there's Dwayne and Rob, who I still game with. And we game regularly. We're still gaming today, once, twice a week. But the other guys, it was interesting. I remember having this one game, and it was, it was in my room. And we gathered up, and I had this little room that was kind of built to look like a game room. And I had everybody sitting around table, and it was really interesting because I knew this was the last time all of us were going to be together and game because graduation was going to, you know, was coming around the corner, and you know, people had stuff to do, girlfriends. Uh, one of the guys already had a kid by that time. Um, what did I say? College and military or jobs, whatever it was. Basically. You know what ends up happening after high school everybody kind of scatters and does their whatever they need to do to become a you know an adult at that time depending on which path you're going on and it was during that time i kind of had a, a lull of gaming during that time and then it got into we got we got into gerbs we kind of dropped that's about the time i think it was around 86 we ended up dropping Dungeons and Dragons. I didn't know it was going into a second edition. I, I had ended up buying 
like uh, Unearthed Arcana, the Ginger Sarva Guide, the Oriental Adventures, which we, we loved and everything. But we didn't really get too much into it after that when the second edition really hit. By then we were already playing, I think it was second edition GURPS at the time. A little bit of, yeah, I think it was second edition, the box set. Uh, and, that, and then we played that for a long time. And basically my group for that was Rob and Dwayne again. And like I said, it was hit and miss because Rob was off to college. Dwayne was kind of college and military, a little bit of both. Both were out of town, but we'd get together and play. And uh, then we had another big lull after that. I, don't, I can't remember how long it was. But it wasn't until... I'm trying to think now. Probably until we started playing Fantasy Grounds on the internet that we really started playing a lot. Because we, we, uh, we got on in, on Fantasy Grounds when it was just Fantasy Grounds. Fantasy Grounds. There wasn't any two behind it when it was beginning. Um, all right, guys. I'm going to take a break real quick. I know this is running long, but Joe, you asked for it. So if anybody's complaining about the length, blame Joe the lawyer. It's his fault. So I'll get back to you guys in a little bit. All right, guys. Here's part two. I'm actually driving home now. Got the last of the, the work day in. Um, wanted to go back real quick and touch on some of the early days of my gaming groups and I described about us getting together and gaming after school. Where we would go is our our uh, school was right across from the public library so we would go over to the public library to play. Well you couldn't play upstairs in the adult room because you weren't allowed to talk. It was always one of those shh 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 places back before libraries could be a social place it was there for books and everything so what we did is we would go downstairs into the children's section and they had like this little like little stage that was kind of set up for i guess reading reenactments or um readings for the kids but they were never using it and it was kind of out of the way a little bit so what we did is we played our games up there. So we were playing on the carpet. And you could talk in the children's room. There was a little bit more flexibility with what you could do down there. Well, what I was talking about, the whole satanic panic thing back in the day, we were asked to leave the library because we were no longer allowed to play Dungeons & Dragons in the library because they didn't see that as a... I, I'm not, I can't remember what the words they use. I was there when they kicked us out. It's like they kicked us out the first day. They just asked us to leave because they said that uh, oh, there, there, was, there was like an arbitrary reason why we had to go because we were making too much noise and there was a, another group there, which there wasn't. It was a normal amount of kids. But then we came back like a couple days later and tried to play and she got the librarian got really kind of pissy with us at that point. And just basically told us to leave that Dungeons and Dragons was not going to be, it was an accepted activity in the library. Okay. Which really sucked because none of us, because we, we all lived in different places. And um, this was a chance for us to get together. Like we, we would do the weekend marathon ones. I'm sure the, you know, the old farts out there, maybe even some of the young stinkers would you know, have had those weekends where at least a, a day where you just basically, you go to your friend's house on Friday night, you game until the ridiculous hours of the morning, 
and then you wake up the next morning, eat some cereal and game until your mom picks you up or whatever at the time. And that's, that's what we would do. But this after game sessions was kind of our cohesiveness because during, during school, you really couldn't do it that much, although we tried to sneak it in here and there. So taking the library away from us was, was kind of harsh. And to tell you the truth, I can't, I can't remember what we did to replace the library after that. Uh, I, I just don't remember what we did. So, okay, that was my regression from the first part. So after, so kind of speed ahead to, we played GURPS for many years. We, we did play third edition. But the funny thing is, is we did, we didn't, third edition, your character was based on 100 points, which kind of get, it, it kind of got you into that pretty kind of potent level. I wouldn't say you were hero level at that point, but you could, you were definitely uh, someone to be reckoned with and skilled, especially if you, you know, which we all did, knew how to make our characters effective at that level. But what I found out is the more that I played, the more I enjoyed playing 50-point characters or 75-point characters. I loved playing the, the, the peasant-level kind of folks. It was, it was a lot of fun just trying to figure stuff out, but, you know, instead of smashing in the door and, and you know, killing with the sword, well, shit, I can't even afford a sword and I can't even kick down the door, so I'm going to have to knock. Maybe my frying pan will have to do, or um, we'll have to set up a blanket to trap somebody, and then we can bonk them over the head. We would do whatever, just these ridiculously mundane things. And I, I think I've mentioned this in the past, but you know, we a bunch of 50 level or 50 point characters, which is the equivalent of pretty much a zero level character in Dungeons and Dragons. We defeated a vampire because we, we used all these things, and it was a lot of fun. And that's what I think really started my, I don't know, I get it, if you want to call it uh, pre preference towards lower level grinds, kind of like that, because I, I just enjoyed building and developing those just very common characters. Then we fall out of GURPS. Fourth edition hits. They want to build it on a 250-point level. They change a few things around. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Basically, fourth edition GURPS is is almost like fourth edition D&D to me. I'm not a fan of it at all. I don't like it. But... To me, that was a good thing because what it did is it started making me look for alternatives. Because now I wasn't enjoying GURPS after so many years. So I think it was around 2008. You know, Rob Conley's been bugging me about the OSR, and I didn't know what what they were talking about at the time. I'm like, whatever, dude. You know? And he showed me a few blogs, and I was very unimpressed. I just didn't. It's like I don't want to read someone's blog. I said, and then I tell you the truth, I was back when I didn't even know what a blog was. I just thought the name was stupid. I'm like, who would name something a blog? It sounds like you threw up. So then 
he showed me, I can't remember, it was Castles and Crusades. And that's what got me into Castles and Crusades and in the old school stuff. So that, that was my introduction and that's wasn't soon long after that I opened up my my uh, blog, Gothridge Manor, and started doing my own stuff. During that time, I was playing with, we were still playing uh, Fantasy Grounds, I was playing with Rob Conley, and I was playing with um, Dwayne still, and, and uh, th that was about it. We were just kind of hanging out. I can't remember if there was anybody else at the time. There would be a few other players in there, but we were still the core. And then things kind of kind of broke up there for a little bit where we kind of I got more into the old school stuff and I wanted to play you know D20 roles where like Dwayne was still more into rolling wanted to do the 3D6 you know GURB stuff and he really didn't want to purchase any more D20 stuff and so he he kind of went and did his thing I did my thing and got more involved with the OSR now, since I've been in the OSR, and I can't name all the folks that I game with, it's not a ton because some people game all the time, and I don't game a lot with other folks online. I do it every once in a while. It's just my antisocialness of myself. I mean, I don't, it's not, like I said, I, I don't describe myself as, I don't get anxiety when I go out in society or in big groups. I just, I, I go the Charles Bukowski Kind of theory. It's not that I don't like people. I just feel better when they're not around. So that's kind of my, I guess my my philosophy. I live by most of the time. Uh, but when I do, I mean, just all the cool folks that I've got to to game with. I mean, Joe wanted me to do this. Well, I got to game with Joe and together doing an Eric. Uh, was Eric Tankar was running us through. Oh boy, I can't even remember which dungeon. I think it was the Dungeon of the Arch, Mad Archmage. It was Joseph Block's Mega Dungeon. Uh, I got to do that with Douglas Cole when he was really starting. Uh, Peter Del Orto. Uh, we called ourselves, uh, what was it, Company B, I think it was, or Plan B, or some, something like that. That was our group name at the time. We had a lot of fun because we played in the Mega Dungeon. We went into. What else did we do? We did. Uh, session of some of uh, White Star. We did a couple sessions of like Far and Away, and a few things of uh, um, Swords and Wizardry. I got the game with Christian Walker doing some one-on-one -on -one stuff. Christian's a big. I mean, he he is so much fun. I just wish he'd stick around longer so I could game with him more because he come, it comes and goes very quickly. But like a couple years ago, a couple summers ago, he was sending out all these uh, game board kind of things that he'd drop on paper. And then he would do these like 15, 20 minute sessions with folks. And it was so cool, so much fun. Uh, there were just one-on-one -on -one sessions. And then we, uh, there would be a group of us that would go through it. I think there was five of us. So all five of us would go through the, the next session. And we had kind of, we kind of waited on writing up our session reports because you didn't want to spoil it for the next guy. <clears throat> but it was kind of fun seeing how all of us went through this same situation and how we kind of came to different conclusions or handled it differently. So yeah, Christian's always been an innovator. He's the one who got me into making zines. He's probably the one that's gotten a lot of people doing zines. Uh, Rob and Dwayne and I are still gaming on Monday nights with another good crew. Uh, 
that I've been gaming on and off with for about a couple years now. I really enjoy gaming with them. And then my Wednesday night crew is my core crew with Rob and I, I uh, Ken H. He used to be the blogger of Rusty Battleaxe. And then Chris C, who is uh, Clash on Spear and Shield. And um, we've been gaming together for a while. We actually, you know, met up in real life and game together, went to conventions together, and just good guys to game with. It's just, that's. That's all I'm looking for. I'm just looking for some good folks to laugh and be inappropriate and make jokes at the cost of the other person and, you know, just just have a good time. That's what it's all about. And then the, the newest group that I kind of joined is a bit of an eclectic group. you got Matt Jackson. He does the majority of the GMing. Um... What's his name? Alexandros is in there. Will Arnold. Uh, Brian. I forgot Brian's last name now. I should know. It. I want to say it's Brian Murphy, I think. And then Steve C. of Dice Roll um, Podcast. And he's got a zine, Dice Roll Zine. And Jason Hobbs, the notorious Jason Hobbs, who seems to pop up everywhere. You can't get rid of him. He's like a bed bug. And gaming with those guys is a blast too. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so I think that that pretty much covers it. I'm trying to think if there. I did some play testing with some other folks, and I had my own um, one on not one on ones, but like quick shots that I was doing. Uh, a lot of the people I already mentioned kind of got the chance to game with Courtney Campbell one time. He helped me out with. I was play testing Glenn Seals. Uh, uh, Knights of Coven Dark. I think I, I think I said that right. Hope I didn't mess that up for you, Len. But uh, it's, it's his newest adventure he released. So, and then there's a couple other folks that I know down the line. I've you know kind of went with, and not not to mention all the the folks at the the cons that I've went to. But I got to say the guys that I game with today are the guys I like gaming with a lot. I mean they're. I, there's not a bad guy in the group. I mean, I've had bad guys. There's there's guys in the past that bugged the shit out of me. <laughs> but these days, no, I get, you know, everybody seems to be pretty cool. We have a good time. Nobody gets real too hyped up about the current, <coughs> whatever the current bullshit that's going on on the internet. We don't, don't bother with it. Once in a while, I get somebody who kind of comments on it. We kind of we actually have talk about it though. It's not like we argue with each other. We discuss the issues, the pros, the cons, and the bullshit. Unfortunately, that column of bullshit fills up pretty quickly, more than the other ones. So, all right, guys, I'm heading out. I'm home now. Thank you, Joe, for the idea of uh, talking about my gaming groups. And uh, hopefully, it's it's kind of a long session, guys. I hope it's worthwhile listening to. And. Uh, I'll talk to you guys soon because I've got something coming up I want to share with everybody for the holidays. It's kind of more benefit for me. I'll be open with it. I'm going to try to try to sell you guys something. So hopefully that doesn't turn too many people off. But if you if you don't like it, you know, don't buy it. That's okay. So all right, guys. Well, I'm heading out. Hope you have a good night. Roll your dice better than me, and we'll talk soon.